0: Hey, you wanna watch some TV or something? Skip it. Well, I'm
1: getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Nothing but foul language
2: and toilet humor! I'm disgusted and repulsed and and I can't look away.
0: No way, no way, Jose. <laughs> this just in. Go to hell. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore.
1: Stop it! 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 Stop it. Hello,
2: friends and listeners. You have watched Skip Plus in your ears. We are a movie review podcast with a lifestyle twist. And that twist is there is a bonus review before we review a new theatrical or streaming film. And that bonus review can basically be anything. It could be a lifestyle event, a television show. It could be, uh, I don't know, a snack that we ate over the weekend that we really enjoyed. Uh, I am Cupcake, also known as Machine Gun Jelly. And I'm here Mm -hmm. with my co-host, the Cinemazicus,
1: Justin the Red. Justin, how are you? The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. (laughs) I am doing well. I am excited to be back. We did take a week off, uh, but we're back. We did. We did. You were in the exotic country of New Jersey. (laughs) That's right. I know one of our uh, friends and listeners and former guests, uh, the flick boxer, was like, you were in New Jersey. Did not tell me? I was like, listen, I was visiting family. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And meanwhile, I think I'm losing my voice because
2: I'm doing this. I got this whole like. Smelly cat, sexy thing going on. Kathleen <laughs> Turner thing going on. I don't know, but I also, I also had just released a watch skip singular, so hopefully everybody will check that out. But uh,
1: what are we reviewing today or this week? Well, we are reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, the latest in the MCU oh. franchise, and since it is a comic book superhero movie, we're not alone, Jose, because we have our comic book. I thought it was going to have something alliteration there, but I didn't. So, comic book aficionado, our our comic book compatriot. Bam! There's the alliteration. There you go. Masaki, the son of Samurai himself. Landon, how are you doing?
0: Wow! Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was Chris Pratt. My bad.
1: (laughs) Instead, we're actually reviewing the Super Mario Brothers movie again. Wow!
2: (laughs) How are things going? Actually, you know what? Uh, Because we had... Plus your band before yes. the static earthquakes. Uh, I see that on your Instagram, actually, you guys have been jamming. Is that, that that's what's been happening? Oh, uh,
0: that was just my show, but uh, I mean, yeah, a little bit. So that's you had something. a recital? Is that it? We got we got something going on this upcoming weekend.
1: Can I audition to to sing "The Boys Are Back in Town" by Thin Lizzy with you? Yes, <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> of
0: course, yeah
2: actually red you better be happy that um <clears throat> i didn't queue up a song and start singing because knowing how much you love the regal intro i actually f- found the original cast recording of the almost famous musical and there is okay. a song there is a song called it's all happening
1: <laughs> okay i was like where's this and going so,
0: maybe Where is this well,
2: go-?
1: but i love I was, almost famous so that's okay I was almost ready to
2: sing. It's all happening. Maybe y'all, can for... make a,
0: uh, maybe y'all can make a musical episode, and that would be a reason. Ooh. Podcast Whoa. episode would be four hours long.
1: Well, is there any reason? Okay, let me tell you <laughs> something. Uh, let to, me tell you something. I just heard the dig as I was starting to speak. There, how dare you, sir? <laughs> we have had
2: we have had just as many listeners or plays for the Oscar episode as we have for like Skin and Marink. So.
0: I, I mean, which I'm episode. just saying. i not gonna lie. The only reason I can remember your Oscar episode was I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: coming on and just blasting I was try like and I listen to it. Wow. Went, went
0: wah,
2: wah. All right. Yeah. So we got some pluses going on. Uh Masaki, since you are our guest, why don't you start?
0: So I have two options but i'm going to go with what i said about the band on saturday we have a open mic going on at cool. not really sure where somewhere <laughs> uh it's fine somewhere we're going to be doing one song we're only limited to two for some reason but i don't know another song we could do really we're doing the same song i did last Friday, which is You've Got Another Thing Coming by Judas Priest.
1: Got another thing coming.
0: Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be like the first performance in front of, I think, a couple hundred people.
1: Oh, wow. Exciting.
0: We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Proud of you, dude. That's awesome. Hopefully Hopefully, good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, hopefully that goes off well. Uh, I know you've been rehearsing and, re- and, you know, yeah. learning the guitar and everything, but okay. just make sure you're, uh, make sure your dad gets to tape it so we can all see it.
0: <laughs> I you. Oh, no,
1: he better. We're, we're going to message him and bombard him <laughs> on that on the day. i be like, yeah. you better.
2: And what was your second option?
0: You
1: might as well just do it
0: okay uh so let's talk about a trailer jose all wow. right so what's
2: what trailer would this, you like to speak about
0: hmm, i can only imagine uh i was obviously gonna go for the trailer of a new pete davidson no uh this <laughs> marvels tra- miss marvel whatever it is tra- the, ma- marvels, the marvels sir Marvels cares bro i care i care it's so bad it shouldn't even get the right name anyways uh this The Marvels trailer came out of nowhere. Like, really, it released out of nowhere that when it released, I had no clue. Nor did I care, really. Um, oh, so you, I watched you will like come to I watched, like, a minute of it. I didn't really watch the whole thing. In that one minute, probably the worst minute of the last six months of my life. <laughs> uh, That's okay. It's like watching... Like it's like watching Satan strip. I don't know. That was just a <laughs> what? That what? was so <laughs> out of the blue. Wow. Okay, guys. Um,
2: I was expecting like fingernails being ripped off,
0: or no, no just Satan. Satan stripping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that is the golden <laughs> <laughs> golden schlogs, guys.
2: Oh my. So, <laughs> let, what? so wait a wait, minute. Wait. <laughs> okay let's set the let's set the shlongs aside um (laughs) so what is it about the trailer that you
0: did not like i know that reminds me of miss marvel like the series it just reminds me of the series and the series is amazing
1: very fun cute adorable
0: are you serious right now i
1: i I had a lot of fun with
0: miss marvel i thought it was charming i did it 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 was really boring you know i think i fell asleep to it before you
2: know honestly what i love about obviously everybody knows i'm a huge captain marvel fan i've probably seen the movie 25 times Mm. i have captain marvel memorabilia out the ass i mean i i'm even drinking out of my Mm. little uh cup my captain marvel cup but what i loved about miss marvel was in a way it's 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 kind of meta right Mm -hmm. it's it's taking place in the MCU universe where there are superheroes and we meet Kamala Khan who worships Captain Marvel and wants to be her. And so, I don't know, I I thought the trailer was interesting from the point of view that they it, it's something different than the other Marvel movies, right? It's not it's not heavy, it's not weighted down by, you know, the the what what they call the blip or whatever. It's uh, it it looks like it's fun, and it looks like it's uh, woman centered, and it looks like it's going to be very, very funny.
0: Um, Funny is a strong word for Brie Larson, but that's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. So listen, I like, I liked Captain Marvel. Thought it was fine enough. I think Brie Larson was the best thing about it, and she elevated it. I can see you are fuming right now, Masaki, but I, I love, I love Brie Larson. (laughs) I love Barila. I think she is wonderful. I think she's a terrific asterisk, actress. Asterisk, uh, yeah. She's a great asterisk.
0: She's got a great asterisk.
1: That's gonna haunt me for all of my days. <laughs> uh Masaki, I'm telling you, once you get older and you can start seeing her more adult-oriented dramas such as Room, Short Term 12, especially, even fun stuff like Free Fire, I think you're gonna come around on her. Yeah. Um I, there's always Fast Ten too. Fast Ten, you might. Uh, I don't even think he likes this movie. So <laughs> like we'll... Fast
0: Ten. I'm not going to watch one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, But yeah, so I, I liked Captain Marvel. Didn't love it. Had a lot of fun with Miss Marvels. And I've got to be honest, you're not the only person who's been ragging on this Marvels trailer. I like Jose. Didn't Troy. see it until b- right before. Well, Troy just rags on everything now. It's he's, he's you know he's the cool hipster. <laughs> love you, Troy. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked fun. Jackie. Does it look great off the bat? No, but does it need to be great? Not necessarily. And they're not showing too much. I think it looks like fun. I like the character. I love Brie Larson. I love, uh, miss Marvel, Kamala, Kamala Khan. Uh, and I'm blanking on the other one's name, but I liked her too. She was really good. as Wanda Rambo. Monica well, so Rambo. Thank <laughs> you, Monica. I should know Monica Rambo because <laughs> the last name's Rambo. I think it looks like fun. Um, we'll see how it does. You know, come November. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little... I'm I'm saddened that we have to wait till November instead of July now, but hey, that's the break sometimes.
0: More time for me to mentally prepare for the greatest... Oh, that's, that's actually <laughs> why they pushed
1: it. They were like, it's yeah. not like they had special effects or anything to tweak, or they were just yeah. like, you know what, we gotta let this Masaki fellow get a couple uh, more I'm months a, in.
0: I'm, I'm gonna be out cold on the plane, because I know I'm probably gonna end up seeing it twice, because that's my theme with the Marvel movies now. I think I'm seeing the guardians now twice or three times
2: oh well don't tip your hat before we get to our review (laughs) but uh so i was just going to say from what i can see from the trailer though i think that this movie the marvels is going to be part of a long line of uh comic books and even comic book movies where they seem to be fighting each other so it looked like there was a fight where the marvels are actually fighting each other so I'm a little interested to see that and how that works out. But maybe
1: anyway,
0: Larson gets killed off.
1: That's not nope. happening, sir. Well,
0: maybe I, not. God, I wish.
1: Also, I don't know uh, if you know of these movies, Jose, but there's a movie called uh, Captain America Civil War and Batman versus <laughs> Superman that has a lot of
0: fighting superheroes.
1: <laughs> As if you're I into said, that. <laughs> it's, it's going to be part of a long
2: line of comic uh-huh. book heroes fighting each other.
1: Uh, Is it long running? Is that is
2: that? (laughs) (laughs) It has to be more than five films. Is long running anyway? All right, so Justin. (sighs) what is well, your plus
1: <laughs> my plus this week is similar to masaki's first plus and that is a show that just happened here in lancaster previously and it is my close friend from high school uh she had a very first art show she has been drawing ever since i've known her and this is something she's been talking about wanting to do uh i'm going to refer to her by her artist name on here and that is soup s-o-o-p uh, so she did it at Lank Living Realty. Uh, I am a horrible friend, though. I was not able to actually make it to the the opening where you got to meet the artist and that. I saw her the morning of, but it is debut- displaying all month long at May. I was able to catch some of it today. I, the best way to describe, uh, actually, I'm going to use her description in the press release. Uh, so her artwork is, it focuses on simple line work and bold colors. I don't want to say it's like caricature like. Uh, because that sounds almost mean, but it's very vibrant and bodacious, and I love it. But the way that she refers to her art style is as accessible, comical, and easy to hold while eating a bagel. Uh, she is a very, very funny human being. Uh, one of the reasons we bonded in high school is over comedy, and this has been a long time coming. So I'm proud of you, Soup. Wish I could have been there for the actual debut show, but hey, if anybody in the month of May is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, for whatever reason, go to Lank Living Realty. Uh, They're going to keep the photos up all year, all year. I wish all year. Maybe they will. This is she broke records. They've been doing exhibitions now for a little while. The most attended exhibition. So,
2: wow, that's kind of awesome. Yeah.
1: So, so they might keep it up longer than this month. They might just keep or at least one or two of the pieces up maybe year round. Very cool. Actually, I uh, I
2: was doing trying to do a quick Google Google Google. Google. <laughs> <was trying> to... <laughs>
1: well, your problem here is you went to Google, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the inferior search engine of the internet. Um, but I googled. I tried to Google soup. I got a bunch of management artists, but I think I'm seeing some of her stuff. It's kind of like pop arty mm-hmm. in a way. Yep, yeah, that's definitely of, her. Kind of like Roy Lichtenstein meets you know something Ooh, a little like bit that. more. Uh, you know bright and colorful a la postmodern. i love it 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 looks great so uh i don't know if you're if she can send maybe like a a link or something we'll definitely try to post that in the the notes for her artwork so awesome uh okay so i'm just gonna try to do this really really quickly since you know i love that 90 minute sweet spot although i don't think we're gonna (laughs) i don't think we're gonna hit it here um So Saturday, while I was avoiding responsibilities, because adulting sucks, I marathoned three horror films, which I found all on Prime, Um, although I think that if you have Shudder, or if you don't have Shudder, you may need to add that on to your Prime subscription. So the three movies, really quickly, are... The first one I saw was something called The Deep House, and this is directed by Alexandra Bustillo... And Julian Mari, who directed the new wave French horror film L'Interior, also known as Inside. If you've ever seen that movie, it's Masaki, disturbing. Misaki you're probably too uh too young for this, but there
1: go watch it. <laughs> there's no, stuff that, no, 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 no 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 no. There's stuff yet. that <laughs> happens
2: in this movie that in that movie that is just it's it's harrowing, it, it deals with a pregnant woman and all kinds of violence. Anyway, this is one of their more recent films, 2021, and uh, basically the premise is this couple is on, uh, they're sort of like vacation, they also have a YouTube channel, and they decide, although they're having little tete-a-tetes, little bumps in their relationship, they decide that they're gonna go diving into this newly created lake, which features like a village that actually went under. Um, And so they go diving down into a house that's fully submerged underwater, and then, you know, all terror breaks loose. So it's an interesting movie. Uh, If you think about it, it's kind of like if you took the Blair Witch Project and a haunted mansion and you set it all underwater, that's what you get. It's It's a very interesting sort of concept. It's a very breezy hour and 25 minutes. I'm just going to say this. It was not entirely successful. <laughs> Bingo. Um, yeah. But it, it was kind of creepy. And it it definitely has one of those endings that's kind of a downer. So um, maybe not their best work. I think Inside is probably much, much better. Uh, but maybe worth checking out if you guys want to see that. I also checked out <clears throat> 2022's The Visitor. This is a Bloom House. Uh, movie starring, or I'm sorry, directed by Justin P. Lang, starring Finn Jones, who many of you will know as the man who tanked Iron Fist for Netflix. Um, there was a lot of complaints about his acting and his casting, uh, but nonetheless, the log line for this movie goes. After a series of tragedies, Robert moves with his wife back to her childhood home. After he discovers an old portrait of a man who looks like him, he goes down a rabbit hole to discover the identity of this mysterious doppelganger. Um, so kind of sounds like Dorian Gray, but not really. And I'm just going to say this, Finn Jones, absolutely gorgeous. I, while I did not like Iron Fist, I liked staring at him <laughs> um, during the duration of the show, but... Man, this one was a snoozer. And even when the ending comes, there was a twist to the ending. Um, it just wasn't worth it. Uh, so The Visitor, uh, it's a it's a skip for me, a definite skip, but I don't know. Maybe you guys might like it. It just sucked. Um, and then the last one that I watched was a new release on Shudder from Jason Eisener. He is the man who directed Hobo with a Shotgun. And Ooh. he is also... Uh, affiliated with Bloody Disgusting, and has helped out with editing and production for films like VHS, VHS2, obviously Adam Wingard, bing, 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 another one, bingo. another bingo, exactly, who had worked on those. So this film, Kids vs. Aliens, he directed, he wrote that with John Davies. This one is an hour and 15 minutes. And if any of you ever saw VHS2, the Slumber Party Abduction short, which was also written by John Davies and Jason Eisner. This is that just basically blown up into an hour and fifteen minutes. But what they also do is add in a lot of eighties touches, precocious kids who curse. In fact, the first half of the movie almost feels like uh, what was the one where all the young kids are all cursing? That South was like Park. no, not that. No, <laughs> the live action one. <laughs>
0: Attack um, the
1: Block. I know what you're talking about. Good, no, Good Boys. Oh, good boys. Um, good boys. Okay. Yeah. yeah I guess stuff. they didn't really curse too much in Attack the Block, did they? Huh. Uh, not really. but um,
2: And there's even some wrestling kind of thrown Ooh. into it. So you might actually like Ooh. the fact that the, the lead brother and sister, they grew up loving wrestling, and they even incorporate a little bit into that when the aliens finally attack.
0: They get ch- chokeslammed. What's that? Is that? Like how it ended, they get chokeslammed.
1: Pile drivers, some Stone Cold Stars, no. RKO tombstone out of nowhere.
0: It had the, to be a Tombstone pile driver. Like I will just say, dropkick. kick. Does but anyway. does
1: does a pro wrestler by the name of Chris Statlander have a cameo? Because her gimmick is she's like an alien in in wrestling.
2: No, unfortunately. Oh, well,
1: I'm disappointed then.
2: Uh, but let me just say, let me just say this: the movie is definitely bonkers, but it is filmed in that that sort of weird filmy gauzy palette that that was that was the look for christmas bloody christmas i was
1: just about to ask does it look like that because
2: now i don't want to see it i really hated the look of that film and that just really grated on me it was like come on guys just just kill it so unfortunately it's a skip and that short is so much better than this so anyway those were the three horror movies that i binged sometimes you get some good ones sometimes you get some bad ones but it is what it is, right? At
1: least they all seem short, give it that.
2: Yes. God bless it. That's why I was able to, you know, <laughs> do all, all three. three of them. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to bring us to our movie review proper, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The much-anticipated and allegedly, because we've had a John Wick Chapter 4, we've had other films that, quote-unquote, are the end, but uh, allegedly the last chapter of the Guardians oh. of the Galaxy – Um, I will start. This is written and directed by James Gunn. James Gunn, a fantastic gentleman. Not, I misidentified him as a comic book nerd, and I think he very well may be a comic book nerd. But quite honestly, he has both of his feet firmly planted in genre, starting from his days at Troma, where he wrote scripts, helped direct. His mentor was Lloyd Kaufman. He wrote Tromeo and Juliet. And then from there, he ended up writing projects, such as the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. He also wrote The Belco Experiment, which is um, actually not bad, fairly harrowing. Unfortunately, it reminded me of a bunch of other office-type horror films that came out around the time. Um, and then, of course, uh, his film Slither, which was uh, just this sort of bonkers, alien invasion possession thing that was disgusting and oozy and gross. Actually, he directed Slither, but he also wrote the remake of Dawn of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder. And so the man knows his genre. Um, Brightburn, I think, was in there as well. He also directed a film called Super, which was a takeoff of superheroes. Um, I guess that was rehearsal writing for Guardians of the Galaxy. And... The deal with Mr. Gunn is he has most recently been named co-chairman and co-CEO of DC Studios along with Peter Safran. Uh, They were just named uh, those positions recently and they are retooling and redirecting the entire DCU now that we are transitioning out of what is colloquially known as the Snyderverse since a lot of those DC movies kind of have the same look that Zack Snyder infused into his Man of Steel as well as Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Um, just a couple more shout-outs. Our uh, director of photography is Henry Bram. He is uh, British. I believe, actually, he comes from Ireland. I might be wrong about that, but he is a British British cinematographer, best known earlier for doing indie films that hit really uh, well on the circuits as well as when they were released here so waking Ned divine shooting fish with Kate Beckinsale so he was the DP for that but since then he's actually shot other genre films like Maleficent mistress of evil legend of Tarzan uh, as well as uh, The Golden Compass and he did shoot uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as well as the holiday special and um, Additionally, I just want to give a shout out to Beth Mickle because the production design in this movie is eye-poppingly unique. I guess that's one of the pluses for this, um, for this movie, uh, volume three, that is. Uh, she's also a production designer on films like Drive and Only God Forgives, uh, directed by Nicholas Reffen-Wending. Uh Nicholas. Nicholas Winding Refn. Winding Refn. Got it. I had it backwards. I know that a lot of people are tortured in our community or are tortured by Only God Forgives. I think oh, it's I love those, it. I think it's one of those you either hate it or you yeah. love it. Um, but uh, she has also done production design on things like Guns the Suicide Squad, Dear Evan Hansen, the musical, as well as Two Guns. Um, and the last shout out is our stunt coordinator is Heidi Moneymaker. Um, in addition to having an amazing last name, she's one of the most amazing stunt women. She has du- she is the Scarlett Johansson double uh, for Black Widow, and she came to fame basically doing that and being one of the best stunt women in Hollywood. She has been directing and doing stunt coordinating for Hawkeye, and now she's graduated to stunt coordinator. She is, in fact, the stunt coordinator for this. And one last Captain Marvel connection in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning of Captain Marvel, she fights uh, an elderly woman on the subway. Uh, Heidi Moneymaker was the stunt double for that woman for that fantastic close quarters subway fight.
0: So Jose, is the reason you love Captain Marvel? Is it because they beat up old women?
2: Like he he no.
1: likes when children are in danger and when old people get. When beat children
0: on. either die or when old women are just getting abused, mm. that's Jose's favorite. I'm gonna send a flarkin after you, landing. <laughs> what are you? What?
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait! I think he's karma. <laughs> that's why your mic is falling apart.
0: Mic is terrible, Dad.
2: It's flarkin up. It's like he's falling.
0: I'm falling. Not even Our... touching.
2: all right right, on to red for some of the cast and
1: we have quite a doozy we do before i do that cast real quick shout out since you brought up only god forgives years ago i guested on the wonderful cult of muscle podcast to cover only god forgives and the nice guys it was a baby goose double so go hunt that down and also i know they're taking a break so love you guys love the the years worth of content you've done anyway to the cast and i'm going to keep this somewhat brief just because there are some new cast members that i'm going to keep a secret but returning uh, as Star Lord is Chris Pratt. You can go listen to our Super Mario Brothers episode to hear his uh, little resume. Zoe Saldana is back <laughs> as Gamora. Hey, go listen to our Avatar: Way of Water episode for her uh, resume. And then we also have Dave Batista returning as Drax the Destroyer, and you can go listen to our Glass Onion episode for that. So that's three already knocked out. All right. <laughs> Right now, here's ones that we didn't cover yet. Uh, Bradley Cooper is returning as Rocket Raccoon, as the voice of Rocket Raccoon. Uh, he broke to fame in the Hangover franchise, Wedding Crashers, What Hot American Summer, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, Joy, where he mispronounced Lancaster's Lancaster, and I have yet to forgive uh. it. Philadelphia, you should know. Sorry. He was also in Limitless, American <laughs> Sniper, A Star is Born remake, uh, Nightmare on an Alley, Licorice Pizza, which is wonderful. The Place Beyond the Pines, and The A-Team, which I am a big fan of, and I know you are too, Jose. And don't forget, he started on Alias, one of my all-time favorite television shows,
2: starring Jennifer Garner from J.J. Abrams.
1: I forgot. Uh, Returning uh, to voice Groot is Vin Diesel. He is known, (laughs) as we mentioned earlier, with Fast 10. Uh, He is known most for the Fast and Furious franchise, the Riddick films, the Triple X films bloodshot the last witch hunter babylon ad uh the pacifier but he's also done some dramatic work such as find me guilty saving private ryan boiler room and he has voice credit work in the iron giant which is a masterpiece returning as nebula is karen gillen she's most known for being a recurring character on the doctor who franchise she's been in big films such as the two recent jumanji films the recent called The Wild Adaptation, Gunpowder Milkshake, Stuber, The Circle, The Bubble, The Big Short, and In a Valley of Violence. And don't forget Duel. That's oh, now that's streaming. Right. Oh. You guys need
2: to catch that. It's I actually better than some people
1: say. I have not seen it yet, but that. thank you for the reminder because that is one that I wanted to see. Uh, so where is that streaming on again? Uh, it should be Hulu. Hulu? Okay. And returning as Mantis is palm Clementif. hopefully i didn't butcher that Mm -hmm. uh she's popped up in films such as uncut gems ingrid goes west spike lee's version of old boy the uh most recent animated adaptation of the adams family thunder force and the suicide squad so she has a little bit of familiarity with james gunn outside of this franchise i looked this name up i think i'm gonna pronounce it correctly but i apologize if i butcher butcher it chukwudi wuji is the high evolutionary Ooh. I think you got that right. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, we mentioned John Wick Chapter Four. Well, he was in John Wick Chapter Two. Uh Barry, Daniel Isn't Real, Peacemaker series, so James Gunn connection, and as well as designated survivor in the split. So he has a lot of television credit to his name as well uh will poulter is adam warlock uh he has a lot of franchise work he was in chronicles of narnia voyage of the dawn treader the maze runner films uh he was in the we're the millers midsummer the revenant detroit war machine son of rambo was the first film he did and i still own that movie and you have yet to watch it and (laughs) series work he uh is most known recently for work on dope sick Returning as Craglin is Sean Gunn, uh, that is the brother of James Gunn. So he has a lot of work in James Gunn films, such as The Suicide Squad, Super, Tromeo and Juliet, and The Belko Experiment – uh, but he also popped up in a, another superhero comedy from the early 2000s called The Specials and had a really small role in Pearl Harbor. He does pop up a lot as a character actor, too. So you've probably seen him on television shows and movies if you haven't seen him in these. And Also, then-
2: he and James and their brother Brian were behind PG porn, if you ever saw any of those shorts. Yes, I um, remember those so, shorts. So PG porn, there were these little shorts where basically it was the porn movie. Just the storyline, but no in, no sex, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about how terrible the acting is in porn films, that was the idea behind this. And they would pair up porn actors with actual actors. So Nate Fillion was in it. These shorts are hysterical. You really have to see these. They're they're very funny.
1: If just Google PG
2: porn, people. It's it's
1: funny. <laughs> Make sure you put the PG in there, though.
2: Exactly. And
1: then the last shout out I would give, because there's a couple of other actors that come in here either on the screen or doing voice work, but I'm going to keep save them. But doing voice work as Cosmo is Maria Bakalova. Uh, she is uh, pretty much rising to fame recently. Uh, she was Borat's daughter in Borat's subsequent movie film. She was in Bodies, 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 The Bubble, and The Father. So not too much, but her resume is quickly growing and it's nice to see her pretty much just jumping. I know that Borat sequel, she was hilarious in it and that helped put her on the map. So I'm going to keep everyone else, though, a secret.
2: And curious, and curiously enough, Maria Bakalova is uh, Bulgarian. She's not actually Russian, but anyway. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do spoiler-free reviews at this point, And I have to tell you, I think it's going to be short because, quite honestly, you can't really discuss this film without actually going into the plot. So I'll throw it over to our guest, Misaki. What are your spoiler free thoughts on Guardians I'm of the Galaxy Volume
0: my, 3? Am I allowed to do my one sentence? Yeah, do it. All right. Oh, one sentence. You ready? Mm-hmm. Go for it. This movie is sad.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: There you go. No. Uh,
1: I was going to ask, though, without going into what makes it sad, one of the things I've seen some people not liking this film over is that it's too sad and it doesn't have as much as the fun charm as the other movies. Did you think there was a good balance or did you like how Uh, sadder it was? I
0: think it was a perfect balance, really. Uh, if you want to talk about a completely sad movie, talk about Black Panther, or Black Panther. Yeah. Whoa. Kind of, Wakanda. Forever.
1: <laughs> Wakanda Ferenda. Forever. I Will like Honda. it. Well, I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that. And I remember I had mentioned on our reveal where I thought it kind of pandered. Did you feel that this movie pandered with its sad moments or not?
0: Like no? really, it felt, I hate to say it, but this was almost the perfect like MCU film. Because MCU <gasps> is never going to make a perfect movie. Don't look at me like that. Uh, <laughs> they're never going to make a perfect movie because they're MCU. I don't think they've ever made a perfect movie. I don't even think they've made a close to perfect movie.
2: Really? The closest
0: they might have gotten to a perfect one was The Winter Soldier. Captain America. So that is one of
2: the better ones. I would say Winter Soldier, which I think is a the example of a great superhero movie. And then I would argue that the first Avengers was pretty for for what it put together, it was it was fun. It was good. It was
1: dramatic. I'd even say the the first Guardians as well. And and to be fair, I this is where I come at where per, first of all, there's no perfect film. It's always going to be subjective. So it's really hard to nail that. I can say what I think is a perfect film and somebody can come out and say, oh, that's not a perfect film. Here's why. Um, but yeah, for MC, I mean, I think they've had a lot of great films and I don't think it's disingenuous to say for an MCU film because that's what they are. You got to reveal film for what it is.
0: I do want to say this, though. I feel like this film actually saved my like love for these MCU movies. Because these last few, I have absolutely despised. Like, I can go on and on (laughs) making fun of Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yes, I get it. Chadwick's dead. I'm very sorry that that happened, but please don't make a movie out of that again. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, I don't even know what to say about that, except Chris Hemsworth has a beard. I thought Um, you liked that one. I did. I regret liking it now. Whoa, oh. Man. It's changed. It's changed over time, it changed.
1: I mean, that can happen. We've seen it happen on this show compared to my it, initial yeah. capsule reviews, but it certainly has. So, you don't do
2: you feel like you have what people are calling Marvel fatigue, meaning we're over the superhero thing, it's all formulaic. You I, go in there, it's all paint by numbers. Did you have that or do you just have know. you just soured on the MCU a little bit?
0: I've probably soured on it because I've been like on like an obsessive side of the MCU since infinity war. Okay. That's kind of ending now. Like I'm just getting into more, but that comes naturally, I guess Mm
1: -hmm. you're getting uh, older You're You're getting more experience (laughs) in the film world. Thanks to us nerds and your father being like, here, watch this. And you know,
0: as he reaches uh for his dad, Anyways, uh, but with that being said, when I said there's a per, it's almost perfect movie, there is always still going to be a couple issues and I can name a couple and I don't think they're spoilers. Go for Go it. Go ahead. But, uh, The antagonist is completely useless.
1: Uh, which one? High evolutionary way? or Adam Warlock? Adam Warlock. Okay,
0: yes, that Absolutely I will agree used. with. I do feel Absolutely that useless. He might have been in the movie the same amount of time that The Rock will promote his tequila brand on Instagram for <laughs> so, Oh uh, Man,
1: you're know. bringing the wrestling connection. I like Ouch. how so far I'm the only person not to
0: bring up wrestling. I love this.
1: Uh, it's bizarre World.
2: <laughs> and what was the other one? You said that you didn't like uh, Warlock.
0: There, there's like, there is a main storyline, and then there's a like, secondary storyline. But I feel like this main storyline kind of floods over the secondary storyline almost
1: okay
2: yeah so we'll, have to talk, not, we'll have to talk I'm, about that because i i think
1: i felt the same way i'm wondering if we're on yeah. the same page yeah.
0: i'm not i'm not gonna say anything yet because of spoilers i can't really go deeper into that
1: but oh, i can Got get it. though without you going into spoilers it sounds like you don't feel that they always gelled well together
0: Oh, uh, i feel like they hyped up adam warlock to be this big bad character yeah. they kind of used him to be
1: yeah. With, without spoiling, I am going to agree. I, I felt like Adam Warlock was wasted and really kind of curious as to why he's in and we'll get to it in the spoiler section, but yeah. it, it, he really just got lost in the shuffle here. There's so much going on. And I feel like if you took out Adam Warlock, not much would change uh, anything that that character brought to the table. You could have just transferred to somebody else. Um, so I would agree with that. Um, Yeah. And I would, I I can kind of see where you might be coming from on the two storylines, because if there's one criticism I really do have of this film, um, I think it for the most part finds the good balance between the humor and the sad moments. But sometimes with that and with the two storylines, there is a bit of mood whiplash going on that it's really hard to kind of level gun does his best um but yeah so i mean other than that, i, I think i'd agree this is definitely the best of, well i guess this is a new phase but this is the best they've done probably since no end game or for no way home because f- no that is technically part no. of the mcu no. i I'd include that but
0: no i still feel like mc uh mcu well, yeah i feel like mcu no i feel like no way home was more of a like in going in theater event than it was an actual good movie because like, when I when I saw it in theaters, it might have been my favorite movie at mm-hmm. the time. But as soon as I tried rewatching it, I just thought it was boring, really. Because, okay. I mean, you're kind of watching it just for the big Toby Andrew Tom in it. Spoilers, but...
1: I th- I think we're fine to spoil <laughs> that by now. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I,
2: I, I think it's past its spoiler date. Red, you've hinted a little bit,
1: but what's your spoiler-free yeah. thoughts on this? So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I know uh, I'll I'll tip your hand a little bit, Jose, because on your Instagram feed, you were like, you had a, a jokey photo of you not oh, yeah. about seeing about this. That. I'm sure yeah. we'll talk about it more when we get to you. I was very much looking forward to this. I know Black Panther, Wildconda Forever, I gave a soft skip to or a skip, and I gave... A very unenthusiastic, slight soft watch to Ant-Man, uh, quantum mania. So I definitely get the MCU fatigue. I still love the MCU franchise, but specifically I really love the, these Guardians movies. I love James Gunn's humor. I love the the actors and the cast. And uh, Guardians were characters I was familiar with or more aware of growing up as a comic book fan, but I never really got into. So the films did something that I, I know is one of the reasons Marvel makes movies is to get you to go read the comics as well. And thanks to the Guardians of the Galaxy film that came out almost a decade ago, that made me dive into their comic book lineage more and really getting into those characters. I loved the video game that recently came out. So I was very psyched for this. And I thought for the most part it delivered. As far as a finale, which again, I'm sure these characters will return in some way or shape or form. We might even have another Guardians movie, but I don't see James Gunn returning, so I definitely see this as the end of a James Gunn trilogy, and I do think it was a pretty fulfilling one. Uh, I I get why some people thought it was too sad. I did see a Facebook post from a friend that just said it wasn't fun and he doesn't want to like it kind of it's strangely enough as much as it's revitalizing your uh enthusiasm for the mco landed it seemingly killed his because i guess he just thought it wallowed a little bit too much and i'm thinking yeah. like, what <laughs> you think of black panther wakanda forever because that one really did that and but removed, you know i digress I removed it. yeah <laughs> i don't even know if you saw that one to be honest with you um
0: so sorry for interrupting but no go ahead What you said about the characters i feel like what he, what James Gunn did with it is he brought a pretty boring like list of characters in the MCU like guardians wise i feel like he brought a pretty boring little group and he made them like some of the more like favorite characters in the entire universe yeah, like he-
1: He took, and he's done this with his villains too, especially the high evolutionary in this film. He'll take what are very familiar characters. You expect their tropes, the, you know, the tortured soul who's very sarcastic, the, you know, the warrior with a heart of gold, all this kind of stuff. But he's not just made them funny, but made them endearing. Has he flirted sometimes with, especially in volume two, which I loved, but in volume two, did he go a little bit too overboard with it sometimes? Yeah. I think Drax a destroyer, unfortunately, in the second one somewhat became a punchline. He somewhat redeemed it here, but I think he's taken these characters and made them not just jokes. Like they make jokes, but there's drama underneath and it comes to the forefront here and i think it's been building and i i really enjoyed this um i mentioned uh him taking familiar villains and making them work as much as i didn't like how he handled adam warlock in this just because i felt he was an afterthought i actually really liked the high evolutionary a lot of that would go because of the performance but i think you're taking what is a very familiar type of trope of a character that wants to make a you know uh we'll get into more spoilers, but wants to make a perfect world that stuff. You've seen it all before you've read it all before, but there's a way that the performance and just the intent is driven in this film. That feels a little bit fresh and different. Uh, So I, yeah, I thought this was really great. The only other thing I want to talk about, and I very much want to talk to you about this, Jose, because Mm -hmm. you brought it up with the production design. I do think this is a gorgeous looking movie, but I was saying to good friend of the show, William, when we were talking about this, because this was his favorite of the three. I think I'm still leaning for the first one. And I think it's because I feel that film popped a bit more with its visuals and its production design. And I have two theories. Well, one is the one we've already discussed over the years, you know, there has been a very specific MCU look. And I even mentioned it a little bit, I believe, on the holiday special when I plus that months back, where even when there's a lot of colors, there's almost a, a kind of a terse glossiness to all of the movies where they do still look the same and i wondered yeah. i've thought of you jose because as i'm sitting through the the, the credits during this i see the filmed and red pop up and of course i pop first because i thought oh i filmed this oh wait no i didn't yeah. but i thought maybe that's it because i haven't had too much of an issue with red cameras yet but especially on our cloaks three episode you brought up why you don't like them and i was like do you think maybe that plays into it too Because I still think this is a great looking film. Don't get me wrong. And there are moments in this film where they do let the, like, when they're on some of the spaceships and you see the reds really overtake the atmosphere that look great. But there's also a lot of it where it just looks a little bit too polished. Not bad. It still looks good. But I'm like, it doesn't pop as much as the first one did. I wonder if that's why.
2: So, you know, I have to tell you, this, this is probably the first shot on red film where I didn't absolutely barf. (laughs) <laughs> um, and they they actually hid some of the uh, the motion blurring that really drives drives me bonky um, over the red. Um, so I actually didn't have a problem with the look of the film. But you are right; it's 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 really really sharp, and I think it's sharper than some of the other films have been. Um, so I, I mean, what can you do? Almost everything is filmed digitally.
1: Yeah. Um, and this but, was also, I believe, filmed. I don't know if entirely, but a majority of it was IMAX. I know they, a lot of these movies, they've either shot scenes in IMAX or they're up avert it, up convert, up. I don't know what the yes. term is there. But I mean, I saw the first Guardians in the IMAX. I didn't see these last two when IMAX just saved the money. But yeah. I know when I went and saw Avatar in IMAX, the trailer for Guardians was really touting, you know, how well he, much- did, he did shoot it in larger formats.
2: And yeah. so. So some screenings that you'll go to you'll see the the shift in in screen ratio. Um so unfortunately I have suffered marvel fatigue and I think that um for my spoiler free review <clears throat> I'm a little conflicted about this film because Guardians of the Galaxy had always been something completely different from what we were used to in terms of the superheroes, in much the same way that the Hulk and Thor are different from your other types of Spider-Mans or Captain Americas or things like that. And so the first Guardians of the Galaxy was just... It it was just such a 180 from everything else that had come before it, and it introduced new characters, and James Gunn's voice was so fresh, and Pratt, and Saldana, and everybody else in there was just absolutely amazing. I did not like Two. I thought Two was overly long. I felt like it it just was the wrong tact.
1: Can I ask you one quick question about Two, though? Did you at least cry during the whole father and son? Yeah, did you cry? Come on. Okay, that, I'm. I, I might have down. shed a tear. I okay. might have shed a tear I, I, into I cr- my popcorn. I, I cried a lot during Volume Two, and I, I don't completely disagree.
2: With Sammy's you. raising his hand. I think he was crying
1: <laughs> during the during two as well. Two, two got me <laughs> crying really hard. Um, and I don't disagree with right. you, but I, about two on certain areas, but I did love a lot of two.
0: He cried. So yes. <laughs> um. So oh, did I. I was. Oh God, I was sobbing. Okay. So
1: so, here's why I'm
2: conflicted about this movie. Let much like much like your friend on Facebook who said they took the fun out of it, that's how I felt. Um, now, granted, there are some scenes of comedy that are a quintessential Guardians of the Galaxy, where you know, as you know, they're a family and they bicker at each other like they're family, but they really love each other even when they're saying hurtful things to each other. Um, so, to be sure, there are moments of that. And there are are some lines and some things that happen that are absolutely laugh out funny. But, you know, Landon mentioned this. There's like two storylines that are going. Um, And I might be wrong about thinking about what his storyline is, but um, uh, uh, which one took over. But there is one storyline that is extremely emotional and almost sucked all of the oxygen out of this film. now, I will say the, the latter portion of it, when they're finally together and there's the climax and all of that stuff, yeah, that definitely comes together and it's great. But the film is so uneven and it feels like a step down from what was fun and appealing about even the last two movies. Even if I didn't like where number two went um, and some of the, the plot turns in that, I felt that this was just a little too uneven too long. We'll talk about the spoilers about how I think they could have actually improved this. Um but the other interesting thing to me is that I I may not have had the most enthusiasm going to see this film, but I was looking forward to Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt's energy. And that character is not here. We got we got somber doo-doo-headed uh you know um uh, I, I I'm even blanking on his character's name. Star Peter Lord, Quill. Peter Quill. Yeah. yeah. Star Lord. Um, we just, he wasn't the star Lord that I was hoping oh, to God. see in this. But
1: but wouldn't it have been weird if he was, con- and I know this is probably the problem of being connected to the MCU in that sense of having all the other trauma that he's had, not just obviously since the guardians films, but what he had to go through in infinity war. And then once he came back in end game, uh, wouldn't it have been weird if there, it, it was just old school guardians. Like I, don't I, I get where you're coming from. And yeah. I don't blame you, but there's also that part of me. The reason I like this is it did result in this feeling fresher for the guardians. It felt like a progression. Um, I, th- I think the reason I found the balance to mostly work with the humor and the sad moments is because of the connection you have to these characters. You mentioned they're like a family. That's yeah. how we take to them. Just like, we had these spats with our family, whether our bloodline family or our adopted family, like our bigger group here, you know, yeah. where we come together and we may still, even during tragic moments, you know, make light of stuff to build ourselves up. So for me, I, I liked it and I I can completely understand where you and other people are coming from. I almost feel like if they didn't kind of go somewhat this way and maybe they did it a little bit too heavy at times, but if they didn't, would I just feel like, well, this isn't fresh. It's just redoing what we already seen in the first two movies. Because as much as I h- had fun with that second one, it very much felt like, uh, well, now we're a sequel. So we're going to take everything you loved about the first movie and crank it up to 11 while still having well, some dramatic so, moments. Kind of so I will. What's that?
0: What kind of Star-Lord did you want? Do you want like <laughs> Garfield? Because there's a movie coming out next year if you want Garfield. That's cool.
1: <laughs> I, I think he well, wanted the more sarcastic so Star-Lord that we saw
2: in the details. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna deepen my analogy when we get into our spoiler section, which is coming up soon. But um in much the same way that I felt about the Shuri character in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I felt about Star Lord in this, which was why does he have to go through so much pain, not only in one, but also in two, and then with Gamora, and then this now? Like I, I just feel- Life
1: is pain, Jose. Life is pain it, and but it felt it, feel, it and again, it I'll deeper
2: is- I'll deeper my analogy in the spoiler section, but yeah, I just in in a way, I felt like Pratt's character and this might have been
1: intentional takes a backseat. Oh, that's definitely intentional. It's we're yeah. going to get to that in the spoilers. It is intentional, well, and maybe. I actually don't think that was a, a negative either. I think it put more emphasis on the actual Guardians portion, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but I, I can see where I can see where you're coming from. But I, I still had a lot of fun with this, and I think my reverence for these characters and connection made the the sadder moments and the darker moments work instead of just feeling forced.
2: So, Misaki, verdict. Oh,
0: hard watch. Okay,
1: red. Yeah, it's a it's a watch for me as well.
0: Mine is. Don't say it. Don't say it. Just don't say it.
1: You want to say it? I know you do. It's a soft watch. I almost
2: said. (laughs) I almost. I thought you were. I was,
1: I have reserve.
2: it's a soft watch with reservations.
1: We will see if this remains a soft watch or if he flips <laughs> once we get Maybe. to the end of the spoiler section. Sorry, Lennon, you were going to say?
0: Yeah, no. The one thing y'all didn't mention this whole time is the soundtrack, which I think is very rude of you not to mention since it's sure. in uh, I had an thing.
1: issue with that. What? Yeah. I, I, I liked the soundtrack, the but I also feel, and it was going to have this no matter what, where- that's become its iconic thing because of how great the soundtrack for the first yeah. film and the second, but especially yeah. that first film was where it, it is a little bit too on the nose at times in this movie, but I still enjoyed it, but it's more and overused. overused, Yeah. Annoyingly Are
2: you serious right now overused. I'm being very serious. Her every scene, every scene, they cranked up some sort of like classic rock thing. And it was just,
0: Do you want me to remind you of how Captain Marvel half the time was just a dramatic piano? But you know what, though? At least with the dramatic (laughs)
2: piano. uh, They overplayed their hand with with the music stuff. It got really eye-rollingly annoying.
1: I am going to come to Jose's defense because while I did take to it more here, we have had these conversations, him and I, off air, where sometimes I feel like movies, whether it be Guardians or others – it's when people tell me, oh, it had a good soundtrack. Well, I'm like, okay, but did you actually like the way it was implemented in the movie or did you just like the songs? No, and I am not. somebody Ooh. like him that prefers a score. I mean, I'll listen to scores more than I listen to regular music anymore. And I do feel like this film and a lot of the MCUs lately, some, the scores have kind of fallen by the wayside. Like no way home had a really good score. I thought, but other than that, this, this has infiltrated some of the other movies. I mean, both Ragnarok and especially love and thunder. Played especially. That- Played that hand too much. So I'm and get
0: your love.
1: I like the way they, they use come and get your love in this film because they had more meaning. But there are I didn't I don't want to go too hard on it because I did like the way for the most part they use the music in here. But I see where Jose's coming from. I didn't. When you do it all the time, it loses its meaning. That's true. That is true. You do too much of anything. It's it's not special anymore. And it, it did this time. It did feel much more like we have to do this as opposed to right that. It, and that is how I felt about
2: it. It was so forced, so forced mm. that you're going to make me change it to a skip. All right, so me oh. change it to
0: even more weird.
2: Here we go. We're <laughs> we're going to head into spoilers, obviously, since. All the Marvel fanboys are probably listening, as well as anybody else who maybe wants to check this out. We are going to spoil this, this shazazz out of the galaxy of Guardians three in three, two, one. Okay, there goes his face. All right, so let's keep going. No, I'm I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I felt like the Rocket origin story was out of place here. Mm-hmm. and and the reason why I feel like it was out of place was those emotions overtake anything else in the film, at These least are. for me, because mm-hmm. of how I feel about animals
0: being tortured. the point okay. of the movie is for Rocket to be set up as the new leader they want. so all here's all the thing stuff.
2: And it's while I understand that, while I understand that, I did not like the fact that they trumped out this entire crazy emotional animal torture thing simply to hand off a baton.
0: Uh, well, it wasn't,
2: it was but it's not. But that was it, just to hand off the baton. So, well, he, it's should, not just to hand off a baton. It's him But that's finally- what it felt but that's what it felt I know like
1: what to it felt like, too, but, he, but I'm going to defend this because even though I know where you're coming from, it was about Rocket finally facing his past. That is something yeah, that he has not done not in much. any of these films. He's hinted at it, and he's finally, in this case, a little hamstrung by the fact that he's unconscious during all of this so we can get the flashbacks. But it is him coming to grips with that but realizing he has friends and family that don't look down on him for it and are going to so yes it's a passing of the baton but it's a an emotionally charged and in my opinion fulfilling passing of the baton to a character i i i do know where you're coming from though with sometimes they don't intersect as well it is a little hard when you see the scenes of animal torture or even just Mm. uh, to go again a friend was talking to me about the film and she hasn't seen it yet but she said she doesn't know she can do it because she saw one of the clips of rocket talking to To Lila, who is voiced by Linda Cardellini, uh, who was also in
0: Voice Teefs, yes.
1: yes.
2: (laughs) By the Um, by, the way, for the for the record, I want the Bunny Spider. I want to take home the Bunny Spider and care for the Bunny Spider.
1: Well, I I I might not visit because as much as I love the character of the Bunny Spider, it did freak me out. I
0: (laughs) do want to own Teefs. I just want Teefs. I I want Teefs. Was adorable too. (laughs) But
1: so
2: anyway, I listen. I understand the parallel storytelling thing and they, it it is true. It dovetails beautifully with the whole family aspect of, of the guardians and, and then, you know, finding each other as family, but why not do what they have done before, which is give us a rocket television show, give us the origin in the rocket television show and then streamline the movie.
1: Okay one because then he would complain that that's all they're doing they're not doing anything different they're just doing what they always do in streamline and two and two I think do I know that this is a long movie, but show the series are much longer than two and a half together. If you did this as a whole series, that's that's too heartbreaking. And it's needed, just too
0: many flashbacks. Do you want a whole series of his flashbacks? You like, almost watching that's all a lot of, of television shows are now. Flashbacks, get, quite which honestly. is
1: true, but I'm just saying I think that would have exhausted people. I mean, let's go back to our "All Quiet on the Western Front" review and where our good friend Brad had brought up the one of the reasons why it wasn't just all war scenes is you can't do that or you're going to exhaust. The audience in that card, I I agree. Now I think where you're coming from, and I can agree with slightly is the problem is since Rockets is so emotionally draining, all the flashbacks, you do get that mood whiplash when you go back to their journey, uh, the guardians who are awake to save him, and going through some of their issues. However, the reason I think it mostly works is because since their driving force is Rocket, still it feels more complimentary to that as opposed to just, yes, there's issues with star Lord. Uh, you know, he has to team up with Gamora here because, you know, uh, Nebula makes the agreement up against his behind his back that we're going to work with her who has no memory of him because when she came back, it's not the same Gamora. It's like right before she would have joined up with them. So he yeah. has to, uh, overcome his motions. But that's why I think it worked. There's the, the parallel stories of uh, Star-Lord realizing that you know he's been trying to find a family and he found it, but he also ignored his family back home because once his mother died, you know, yeah, Mantis, sometimes they have to have the characters force feed you some of the information. She had to basically say, hey, maybe your grandfather was just trying to protect you instead of being a jerk and pushing you away. And that's the whole. And that moment got me crying when he goes back and sees his grandfather. That that hit me. Um, oh yeah, see, and I look. I listen, can see where get, you're coming from.
2: I, I can I definitely, totally can see where. I can totally get the reason why. And I called him Doo doo-doo, doo doo-doo Peter Quill. But you know, there was there there's a choice. Like they are making a comment about how masculinity, not toxic masculinity, but masculinity for at least for the Peter Quill character is that he doesn't show his outward emotions Mm -hmm. that he just goes right into action. So he doesn't have to deal with his emotions. I completely get, I was just hoping for
1: the Peter Quill we got from the first one. But can you have that Peter Quill without doing, because I feel like if you just keep doing that, we're going to have the issue of, well, now it's just the same thing over and over again. I'm going to phrase it this way. Let's say, there is no MCU. These are just the, and the one thing that's nice about this film is outside of mentioning some of the events that have happened. This isn't, this is it a final is chapter. It's, own it's not, yeah. this isn't a long trailer for another movie. This is yes. even the after scene credits. They're just for this. They can hint at something coming in the future, but it still feels isolated to here, not to the Marvels or anything else coming up. But do you think you would have this heavy of a feeling if this wasn't part of the MCU, if this was its own thing and it was just a trilogy, would you see it as a better progression? And I know that's a little bit harder because a lot of these issues stemmed from Avengers, infinity war and end game. But would you feel like, Oh, I'm not seeing the same star Lord. Or would you feel like I'm seeing one long story and I'm seeing his final arc?
2: Um, I think I would still have problems okay. if it was self-contained okay. in just the three movies. And by the way, one of the, one of the positives of this film too, is is the production design in the universe building, even more so than Ant-Man, Quantumania, which felt like a Rick and Morty show. Um, this one, I mean, the production design was eye-popping. The idea of this living spaceship and then the security guards that kind of look like tumors, I mean, a lot of that was one of- fun and kitschy and mm-hmm. maybe even a big middle finger to like, you know, like, I'm gonna make some in-jokes. I mean, that ship mm-hmm. looked like a butthole. It looked like a butthole with hemorrhoids, okay? <laughs> And so there, there's a lot in here definitely to like, but it was just, for me, it was uneven given okay. given the other two. And just the strongness of the whole Rocket Raccoon character was, uh, and his origin was a bit much for me. Landon, I'm sorry. No, you're right. So while y'all were doing all that,
0: I did think of something, just a theory. Go for it. You do know how like rotic rot rodtic. Oh my gosh, I'm going insane today. Rocket is obsessed with like collecting these uh legs and eyes and arms. Mm-hmm. hmm All of those animals were missing something he has yep. collected in the past too, which yeah. now why I think that he did all that, and I think that's why they showed all these flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, also, you really just say rocket wants your leg, and then what and that can mean so many things.
1: It's also why he became an engineer and makes so many things because he's trying to fix things because he he was raised by this, you know, the the higher power was it, the uh, higher evolutionary. Almost called him higher power. Uh, that's a wrestling reference. That was Vince uh, McMahon.
2: <laughs> actually, anyway. and can I just tell you that that first of all, the high evolutionary—that's what I was expecting Kang to be this kind of like force of evil and like in your face now that guy that character was fucking awesome i sorry, well, excuse I, me
1: i uh to quote steve rogers language but I'm sorry uh, but i did think about that because even though i and i know blandon came to jonathan major's defense as an actor in i do not <laughs> care be quiet. Uh, no, no, no. We're not going dangerous. into it. We're not it's going dangerous. into it. Stop it. What we're not. It.
2: Stop it. <laughs> we're not bringing up his
1: personal. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say I did like because this was a very big performance. We talked about big performances with Nicholas Cage on Renfield. I thought this yeah. was a great big performance and I did think I mean if if you have to recast majors do it with this and I, I think we would have eventually gotten this with Kang. The the issue that I think you had with the version of Kang in Quantumania was one of his versions that was more brooding and quiet. There are many versions of Kang that we're going to see and some of them but are I don't be more, but I don't huh.
2: know that and I didn't know that until the end of it with that True. You would have whatever. So I was completely know, underwhelmed.
1: You you would have known it if you watched Loki, which is a problem oh with the MCU. You but yes. Loki? No, he, he didn't either. I don't think he's seen it yet. No, okay. I have not watched Loki.
0: Well, the first three episodes were boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> one that, that's a show I liked, but it definitely has its issues of Certain episodes feel like placeholders, or they just take too long. Fillers,
0: and four, five, six are great.
1: But that guy's performance,
2: and just even just even the backstory with as little as he's doing, very memorable, very menacing. And you know that was that was the other part of the screenplay that is somewhat overwhelming. Is that that's a pretty heavy thing to inject into Rocket's origin story? Mm -hmm. Not only the animal torture, but just this idea of man playing god and then even looking at it from god's point of view with humans you know the high evolutionary is pissed off because he's created something that's smarter than him mm-hmm. and it drives his his desire to get rocket and you know tear him apart and figure out what happened that's really really heavy on top of everything else and maybe that's i don't know maybe all of that just felt overwhelming. And then the comedy comes in and it's sort of like, Mm -hmm. what's happening? And then we've got these captive kids that are speaking a language that turns out to be Bautista's language. You know what I mean? Um, And it's funny because they call him the stupid one and then he ends up being able to communicate with them. So there's a lot that's smart about the screenplay, but I felt uneven and overwhelming.
1: How did you feel? Because I know Landon and I talked about this uh adam warlock because it, the way that they introduce him isn't that different and this wasn't a character i was too familiar with up until recently um but it is kind of how he's been handled in the comics you know he was this he's created by him he you know, or he was him but he was created as this you know all-powerful being kind of becomes self-aware and he does eventually become a hero but he has his you know workings with the high evolutionary in the comics However, I think in this movie, and this is where I'm going to agree with you in the fact that I I think what you're getting at is there's just too much going on. There's too many characters. Yeah, yeah. I, he, it, what's weird about him was I was thinking for a while I was like okay but I he's like what you get in some action movies where he's the bodyguard because your villain is more scenery chewing but isn't a physical threat to the you know Stallones or the Schwarzeneggers but that doesn't right. really make sense because the higher evolu- high evolutionary is pretty powerful in his own and does some serious damage so Warlock just feels out of place in this and I really think Completely. they should just cut him and I don't Completely. know.
2: I mean, other other than the fact that I thought Will Poulter was a fucking snack and gorgeous. Sorry, more, more language. Landon, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm gonna get evil text messages from your father. Um but but even though I thought Will Poulter was
1: very, very attractive, yeah, he was completely wasted in this. And he also has to get humor forced upon him. That's the only time in this movie I felt the humor was a little out of place. Even if he made me laugh with like how he adopts the the pet and he's like, Oh, you know, oh my
2: God, one? that thing. I fell in oh. love with that thing. I that want that it. I wanted to take. I home. want it.
0: I don't like the way. Yes. Feel. What? <laughs> I don't like the way it's making me feel. Well,
2: right. Yeah, like that <laughs> guess, stuff was funny, yeah. but I, I also feel like- Because he's a baby, because he's essentially yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a child.
1: It's yeah. also weird too, because it feels like those are the jokes that you would want to introduce if they do, because here's the other spoiler, Rocket leads the new Guardians and he's part of it, which is yeah. you know partly true with the comics. I feel like that's what you can explore it more, but you feel like that's when he should actually start being comedic as in whatever spinoff, whether it's a show, a movie, or if they just pop up in another, you know- MCU I, property. I, it, it seemed weird. His humor just kind of seemed forced. And yeah. I, it was just, I felt he kind of got lost. I love Will Poulter. Thought he was great in this, but he's getting overshadowed by a very menacing and intimidating villain in the high evolutionary. Uh, it, yeah. it, it, it's just weird because again, the high evolutionary, kicks some serious butt. You See, I'm watching you. my language, mm-hmm. uh, but he kicks some serious <laughs> butt in the finale and like when he explodes and all that. So it's not like you needed Adam Warlock to be the heavy because you have a heavy that can do the damage. And so
2: again, I, I I know Landon was like, what? Um but I felt like that character was also introduced to be an addition or mm-hmm. to have him for something else. Like he was not put to good use in this film. He belongs in a Shazam movie, if you ask me. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> and that's the and that's the ultimate criticism here. Um, but but again, it just it felt like part of getting to another film. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. though, I feel yeah. like that was the only part because even the stuff with Rocket and all that, him taking over, you could have like no other, like you never see these characters again. That's just supposed to be like he's passing the baton or the nice moment. But the yeah. warlock part does feel like that is just being teased at for something in the future. Yeah.
2: I didn't, you know what? I didn't see the holiday special. Mm-hmm.
0: No, you didn't shoot much Kevin. Bacon. Shoot me. <laughs> it was, it was okay. It's just Kevin Bacon. I'm literally going to be honest. Kevin I, is, Bacon.
2: I believe was that that's beautiful cool. blonde woman in it too. Oh,
1: <laughs> I don't think so, but I believe that's where they revealed that Mantis and Star-Lord are actually somewhat related. Unless yeah. that was in 2 and I forgot, but I feel yeah, like well, that's late The
0: holiday special. Yeah, because remember
1: right. they even mentioned that when she's talking to him early on in the film about finding his family, and she goes, well, you're my sister, and that's enough for me. You probably just thought it was an offhand remark, but no, they yeah. they mention in
0: uh,
1: the holiday special, but they're like half-siblings or something like that. they
0: were like both that. created by
1: Ego. Yeah. Yeah. So they're no. like, in a sense, half siblings.
0: They're siblings as well.
2: Um, no, the the pretty blonde girl. I'm I'm, I'm sh- you guys oh. can't see this, but I'm like shaking my head like I'm flipping my blonde hair. Um, she was played by Elizabeth De Um Aisha. She was <laughs>
0: Look at the hair. <laughs> I just, I just watched oh, that. that explaining.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got a
0: crown on the back of my head after that. You look like you, you touch know.
2: one of those things that makes your hair stand up—the static electricity nah, thing.
0: I didn't mean to um, that. I was doing the hair flip as you said, and it just.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but Aisha was she in the holiday special?
0: No, she was not. The mm-hmm. holiday special, like the characters, were Star Lord, Drax, yeah. Mantis. Mantis, Kevin Bacon.
1: Gam- uh Gamora's a uh, Gamora, sorry. Uh Nebula's in there briefly, I believe.
0: Briefly, okay. but- like also, a lot of these
1: characters are there briefly.
2: Can I say it was it was also completely jazzy to see Nate Fillion finally yes. in an MCU movie? I,
1: I had and, him on my short list, but I figured, you know what? I think it's been spoiled, but I'll save it just in case. Yeah. Yeah. And just being really
2: memorable. I loved him in this. I was so happy to see him. And then um, I don't know if you if you guys caught that either, but Molly Quinn is in this. She's one of the Ravagers, but she played she played Fillion's daughter on Castle.
0: Apparently apparently Pete Davidson's also in this. I don't know where he was. I think Uh, he he might have
1: been maybe he was either voice
0: Pete Davidson's apparently in this. Well, that
1: makes sense because he was in the Suicide Squad with James Gunn, so they have that connection. So he's either in the background somewhere, or maybe he voices, you know, a quick character. Because I mean, Gunn snuck Lloyd Kaufman into the first movie. He's one of the prisoners uh, that which I loved. Um, Also, just because we're uh, spoiling other spots, uh, Sean Gunn does voice Young Rocket, which almost too adorable of a voice, but oh,
0: what was I going to say? Oh. How do you feel about the uh, face getting ripped off? Because all I'm saying is that what they were trying to do there, because James Gunn just reveals everything on Twitter and does not care. But he (laughs) said he was doing... No, like I'm being serious. If you look at Twitter, it's just yes, no. We did that because... And he just gets briefed. You know
2: what? I have to say I love that about James Gunn. Yeah. But Uh, I feel like he needs to keep some things close to the
0: vest. He was... was, Or wait a little bit at least. He said he did it because... The MCU is going to start doing radar stuff like with Blade and Deadpool and mm-hmm. all that.
1: I was gonna, you know what? I was gonna say that in the one character getting incinerated for MCU because I know somebody's yeah. gonna be like, Oh, this isn't that dark it's for the MCU, that. it is it dark because there's it always uh, gonna be that person. It's like, it's not that dark. I'm like, Well, yeah, compared to Inside, which we talked, of course, it's oh not dark, God. but for a Marvel film, yeah, there's some dark violence. Yeah, this.
2: a no, no. walrus with big wheels. I mean, that yeah, was heartbreaking to see that crap. even, yeah. even the rabbit with the thing on its mouth. Well, the yeah. Spider. The rabbit, the rabbit, I, I, I
1: love the rabbit because of it being a character, but it took me a bit to warm up to it because it, since it resembles a spider that does that, I don't like that.
2: <laughs> so I, so Justin, I was about to send you, there's this artist on Instagram called Rob named called he's called football performers people. Um. <laughs> his name is Rob Sheridan and he, had a series of like uh, digital pictures that he created called be- uh, like bedtime stories and was all these little monsters. There was one hideous one that was like a spider. Yeah, don't. And send I wanted to me. send you, I wanted to send you the rest of it because it's good, but I know you would have stumbled on that picture and just freaked Well, out.
1: you know what though? If you send it to me now and also say, by the way, there's a spider coming, if I can prepare myself, I can spider. handle it better. If I, Got I can it. watch a movie like Arachnophobia or Like It Freaks because I know going in there's going to be spiders. I might still freak out a bit, but I had that preconceived notion. It's not like something wicked way comes. Whereas a random scene of tarantulas and I'm freaking yes. out because I didn't have any time to mentally and emotionally prepare for that. So Landon, Landon,
2: um, I'm going to, by the same token, emotionally prepare you for the fact that Brie Larson and um. Kamala Khan. <laughs> Are gonna uh, will work. be in the Ruined Marvels in November. <laughs> I was it like, are they in these bedtime
0: my... stories? Like, what? <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's going to ruin the MCU for me. This is when I become a <laughs> DC fan, guys. This is when I start cheering for <laughs> Superman. And God, oh boy! I'm but sorry. I, but
2: it can. I, I cannot stress how much the production design in this is just absolutely off the charts. I mean, this doesn't. This movie doesn't look like any other MCU. The you know, it it feels almost like. Like, I don't want to say Star Wars, but it feels like its okay. own thing in space. Yeah, it feels you inspired know? It's, by It's it. wonderful. Well, yeah. And that
1: was the thing that I thought for a long time the MCU was strong with. We had mentioned, obviously, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They're like space operas. But Winter Soldier, the reason that's so revered is it's, it's a spy movie. It's an international spy thriller yeah. in the MCU. And they were getting really good with doing that. But I feel like they've kind of faltered a bit.
0: They've kind recently. of done the same stuff. Oh, and, and
1: and some of that is also because, I mean, granted we're still getting that with the introduction of some new characters, but we're also still going back to your, even with guardians and your Thors. So while there may be some shakeups in those f- formulas, you're also wanting to give people what they want, I guess. Yeah. Um, So maybe as we, we start to introduce newer characters, like we done with Shang-Chi and what we're going to finally do with fantastic four and whatnot and blade, hopefully some of that more, freshness and originality for mcu version anyway will come to the forefront more instead of them all i mean if anything the downside and this is not james gunn's fault but because of how eye-popping the guardians films were in its humor like i loved ragnarok and i liked love and thunder but they definitely felt inspired by guardians of the galaxy yeah um most certainly, A lot at least, of
2: these. At least the irreverent humor aspect. Yeah, of it. I
1: mean, honestly, both, especially mainly Infinity War more than Endgame, and Infinity War very much felt inspired by Guardians, in my opinion, yeah. with its love yeah. and its its feeling. So, plus, that
2: it went to space because I yeah. think, you know, if you think about it, this Doctor Strange, they they brought in the dimensions, the, this and that, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. You know, you know what I miss? I think, I, I think the reason why, after in uh, Avengers Endgame, that things didn't feel the same is because when that was building all up to those last two movies, mm-hmm. there was a sense of like a political aspect of it, that there were other countries, there were other mm-hmm. places other than just, you know, here in the U S like there was space. There was all mm-hmm. these other things like and that, the stakes, yeah. the stakes felt higher, but all these other films feel smaller and self-contained.
1: Well, and the reason is because one that felt like closure. We were, everything was building up. Even the first Avengers was building up to, to Thanos and end game. And then comic books have this issue too, that once you finally end the big arc, you have to like, it takes a while for you to get comfortable to the new arc because they want to, even with these movies, just drop hints. And because we tend to forget like what? phase two or three, some of those sequels, like after the first Avengers movie, people kind of felt that way at the time with some of yeah. your Thor, the dark world and whatnot. So I feel like that, it's it's been a negative. But I think the problem is you're saying it's a little bit more isolated. The problem is they're they're too heavy with dropping hints towards what's going to eventually come. That it's actually robbing some of these movies of feeling like their own entity, and that's making it stand out more. Because then you're like, think, okay, yeah. I, I think okay. I
2: felt that way with this too. Because you know when you see that tag and rockets leading the new guardians i was kind of like well jesus they put us
1: through all that for that well but, but, but see here to, to go back to it outside of the adam warlock stuff that and even when star lord sees his uh his grandfather and goes the legendary star lord will return i still took that even though i know they probably will come back but i took it as still isolated because i'm like this is just again. If there's no MCU, this is how a third end movie at the end of a trilogy would go. You know yeah. these characters are still going to exist, but you don't have to see it. But Rocket gets to now lead, and we have a new. So you know they're going to still exist. So I didn't this time because of maybe also because I know Gunn is leaving. It didn't feel like it was selling me on something coming new. It just felt like this was the proper resolution for all these characters. Yeah, Landon. Which, you as, to say... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I
0: was just. It was a comment from a while ago. What you were talking about, like the political stuff. Yeah, I think that's what made me kind of hate Wakanda forever because that was really heavy. Like
1: it was, it was just, just really boring. That, so.
0: boring, that <laughs> one board meeting—it's <laughs> just I boring. That's when I fell asleep.
1: It's, you know, for me, and I mentioned it on the show where I called it like Attack of the Clones, where it's just, it's not smart politics, in my opinion. It's the most right. bare bones political jargon. And it's just like, just having that doesn't make you different. It just bores me. Like you need to right. actually be smart with it to involve me like an actual political thriller, like Winter Soldier did. Winter it yeah. didn't go as heavy, maybe, but it included all of that, but it made it work within its context. So
0: anyways, yeah. That also what is this new arc you were talking about like what is it the new avengers is that what they're doing like cuz i can't tell you said me that this new like com- this new like arc in- kang.
1: kang is going to eventually be yeah. kang, you know, kang, the, kang and then the, the new avengers bat. is going to come back
0: they're probably going to kill him in the king yeah. dynasty honestly i have a feel
1: well probably but he's still like it's building all up to that sequel yeah. all of it's building up to that i mean and it's clear that they're not that he is the end game cuz they're not just getting rid of the character after loki season two they're like we'll recast if we need to but this is our big end game pardon the pun for the next big phase so i will say
2: this i am a little sad that bautista doesn't want to be drax anymore because
0: i i I just have feelings so good in this though
1: so i have my theory on this and i i can't remember the interview he did i brought up how i felt like they almost kind of made him a joke in the second one i think that's what Irritated him. He obviously has a love for this. He uh he did say he, obviously it was his breakout role. But I, I think the issue was the drama that follows Drax. What because the humor in the first one in a lot of the comics in the game comes from Drax's uh, you know, unaware that you know he's not that he's sometimes not catching on to analogies, metaphors, whatever. But he's a very angry character because he has this dark past about losing his family. The problem is in tooth all ever since the first one, he knows like you feel like he knows he doesn't understand these things and he's in on the joke now. And I think that's probably why Batista just isn't happy with the role because it's lost some of its dramatic punch. And he's starting to want to do more dramatic roles, even though I think he's doing my spy Two right now, which seems like the opposite (laughs) of that. But I digress. Um, Uh, I I can't wait to see that. (laughs) Well, I haven't seen the first. I'm sure it's actually, I've heard it's kind of cute. I, I'm sure I it'll be fun. I loved My Spy. I'm sure it'll be fun. It's just funny when he's like, I don't want to do comedic stuff. By the way, I'm doing My Spy too. I think <laughs> when when he gets away from this a little bit more, he's going to have that reverence again. And I think he got some of it here because the moment where Drax gets to, like you said, he understands the kid's language and he was like, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you ask? Like yeah. that's a good part of him learning, but also showing that he still has intelligence in his own way. But that felt sweet, like him, you know, realizing you're born to be a father, not a destroyer, realizing his purpose and even like crying when uh, Mantis is leaving. Like, yeah, he picked her all the time, but you can tell he loved her. And like, like that got me like that got me emotional Uh, being able to finally hear Groot, which I already had that theory. And yes, James did spoil it where he's not actually learning new words. He's still saying, I am Groot. We're just part of the family now and can understand him, which I thought was pretty obvious because the whole running gag with Gamora being like. You guys are just making up what he saying. That you have no Jesus idea. Said. And then right before that moment with him saying I love you guys, where he just says I am group, she starts to respond to him and she's like, Oh, like she gets it. When he said I love you guys, I'm like, Okay, he's still saying I am group, but we get to finally hear like that.
0: Are you sure he said that because are you sure? Wait. I'm pretty yeah, sure he that he I, I love you guys. James, well, no, I'm no, saying, no. He's saying I'm if James Gunn James said, said
1: it, I'm fairly certain somewhere somebody has reported that he did state that, yes, okay, it's not. Well,
0: again, James Gunn on Twitter said that Groot is now like verbally able after being with uh, the no, Guardians for so long, he's verbally able to understand. No,
1: maybe like, I, I took it the opposite way, and I think it's better if it's the opposite way of, It is
0: better, the opposite way not of opposite.
1: we just finally get to un- understand him. He's still just saying I am Groot, but. Maybe it would have been better. I mean, for the moment, I think it makes sense that we heard him say, I love you guys, but maybe it yeah. would have been better if they just subtitled it
2: <laughs> and said, I am Groot. And then
1: you saw, so, I love so, you guys. But I still, I, it, was, it yeah. was a sweet moment. And yes, but, I, I got misty eyed during that rocket realizing I, I got uh, the Batista or Drax saying goodbye and crying and definitely when just seeing Peter's grandfather's response to him coming back, Yeah, that that hit me very yeah. hard, actually. That was good.
2: It was good. Um, two things. One, ironically, Bautista's stunt person, his stunt man, is named Rob De Groot. So DeGroot. his last name is De Groot. And then and then two, I am once again demanding my Howard the Duck movie because know, if, you, if you're know. gonna show him again, then yeah, better give me a Howard the Duck movie.
1: I think we're going to get a series instead of a movie that one. Yeah, I, I think see. they were
0: talking about a series for him. Like, a compl-
1: <laughs> Hold up, Jose, you don't get to go, oh, you watch series all the time. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, stars? I get to go, I'm the guy that doesn't watch series
2: that much. How about this? You can make a series with Howard the Duck and Rocket Raccoon. There you go. Sure. I've sold. I've pre-sold the yeah. idea. Let's do it. I'll watch it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll do. I, I'm down for that. I mean, I'm fine for a movie too. I've professed my love even for the '80s movie, oh but yeah, God, I'm down for it. that.
2: Yeah. Uh, any
1: any other discussions? No, no. I think we hit we hit everything. I think we, again we Pretty I, much hit everything. I, I know where you're coming from Jose and I think if I didn't have as much reverence for these characters or Landon like you said sometimes you revisit these movies and you don't think they hold up as well, mm. um maybe I'll feel that way. Maybe I'll see more chinks in the armor uh, uh, upon a revisit. But coming out of the theater, I I had some reservations with, you know, going back and forth between the very dark material with, you know, Rocket being abused and everything else, but I thought Gunn did a really good job of balancing them for the most part. I felt that the humor, when it was there, outside of Adam Warlock, felt earned. I mean, again, one of the reasons I love these characters is I can do that. Uh, I, you know, sometimes I'll obviously let a sad moment be sad, but when things get really rough, sometimes I just need to have that levity in the, in the moment to to handle it. And I felt like that's what this film was. It was levity. I do.
2: Feel oh, I do. and actually, the the other thing I wanted to say too was that. So, I was talking so much about the production design in space that I failed to mention the fact that then Gunn does Gunn does this really bizarre thing where he inverts it. They're almost like the aliens coming back to a world that looks like Earth, but mm-hmm. then it's populated by other aliens. And so that got really trippy, and I
1: appreciated that part of the movie. So, I mean, wow. I was Listen, actually I, worried about that from the trailers because it's like, oh, is it just going to look the same? But the way it's incorporated in here, where oh, this is higher so evolutionary belief of what a perfect world was. I'm like, I'm fine with it. It actually works so well.
2: Yeah, it totally worked well. And here's the thing. Yes, I was, I, I dare say I was probably going in thinking I was going to hate this. And I did enjoy myself more than I had expected to. And that's probably why I'm still at a soft watch, even Yay. though I think even though I think that there are that there are some huge problems
1: with this. So yeah. But I'm also curious because I, I do this myself when I had and I, I know Mike and Shane are gonna say this is you with Polite Society, because I liked Polite Society that recently came out, but I felt that was very uneven. I'm curious to revisit now because now I that I know where certain things are gonna go am I going to be more receptive to those changes that I felt were uneven? So I'm curious if maybe True. either way, if you're going to feel more comfortable with this on a revisit or like how Landon was with some of the more recent MCU movies, if I'm going to eventually come back to this and be like, you know what? No, it is more uneven. Cause now I know what he was going for, you know? That's, well, that's- I think, I think part
2: of the fun that we do as, as movie reviewers, as well as putting ourselves out there is seeing it the one time and then mm-hmm trying to have that opinion so i uh i don't know landon you said you want to see it again what is it that drew that draws you to wanting to sit for two and a half more hours and to and to watch it again see if i like it the same yeah, course, that's fair enough. The one By the way, the three D was spectacular. I I, say that. I I did
1: not see it in three D, but I was gonna ask. I figured it
0: was. I know William liked the three D. Three D, so whatever. good. I just know I can't do three D. Yeah, head. I'm I'm <laughs>
1: with you, Landon. On occasions, I, I can hate, do it. My but... head
0: would die. Like I, I I might do it once, like a year, just for something. But no, my head would like make me suicidal. No, like a be do...
1: <laughs> i i do just need to call you out one more time though jose because i love you but the way that you were kind of like what would make you want to sit through the two and a half hours again so that's the pr- didn't you watch laquisha twice before going on not a bomb that was only 90 minutes that's
0: okay. okay 90 minutes. minutes of
1: laquisha is more painful than two and a half hours
0: of this yeah that is true God,
1: so that know, means you spent three hours believe it or not three hours with laquisha and i listen believe it or not i don't want to hear you I
2: found some things redeeming about
1: Laquisha. Yeah, of course
2: you did. I knew you. I listened to the episode, you freak. Oh, and by the, I and by the I way, I w- wait, I will say this Eternals is like, what, two hours and 40 or something? Mm-hmm. Well, I've yeah. seen that like three times. I yeah. love that
0: movie. So, why? So, like- you-, so you wasted, let's see. <laughs>
2: seven hours now? Dude, don't even <laughs> yeah. count the hours. If it the was, times I've seen yeah, Morbius a and day. Electra. And Morbius.
1: <laughs> if this was anybody else saying this, Jose, <laughs> I'd be fine with them saying, well, it's two and a half hours you want to dedicate, but I know you. I know how you rewatch movies, so I don't want to hear you yeah. throwing that. Because well, I, I actually might see this one more time in the theater. Because okay. uh, I didn't have much of it. I mean, yeah, could it have been trimmed a bit? Sure. But I felt it flowed pretty well. Uh, my reasoning is, outside of just seeing if I like it more, is Since I do feel like even if these characters come back, this is the last I'm seeing of Gunn's version of them. Yeah. It does feel like I want to say one more goodbye to him.
0: Yes. Yes. Watch Jared Leto for more than, I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact you said Morbius. As a rewind
2: Well, do me a favor, watch Electra and then compare God. the two. You will you will think Morbius oh, is Oscar I'll, I'll, winning.
1: Oh boy. You you know oh. what? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna ruin these movies now for you, Jose. Uh Morbius, <laughs> I feel like Dr. Morbius probably punches those kids off air. Well, you might like that more, actually. <laughs> uh he probably just he probably likes them a lot. Electra, you know, she uh pushes blind people over a lot. And uh Catwoman, you don't want to know what she does to dogs. You didn't mm-hmm. like the animal torture. And and
2: And bats,
1: okay?
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love you, Jose, so much. I love you too, Brad. So final verdicts. I'm a soft watch. Landon? Watch. Hard watch?
0: Oh, yeah, hard watch.
2: (laughs) And Justin?
1: I'm a watch. I, I definitely see some of your issues, and I might have some of them, but man, I just, I love these characters, and I still had a really good time with this. Got it. All right, so Landon...
2: Uh, you have talked about the fact that you will soon be releasing an album. <laughs> just kidding, um, or maybe who knows? Oh yeah. um,
0: actually. What?
2: But- <laughs> so, what's going on with YouTube and with your band in the future? YouTube,
0: absolutely nothing. That uh, I think that YouTube <laughs> oh. thing might be over. We might, I might just start doing audio instead because I feel like I would have a better schedule with that than I would. Recording the whole,
2: but video. you know what? Promote your band on YouTube too. Do it. Um, do it. Do it. We'll do see. it. All right. We'll see. Good. Excellent. That. And and don't forget, tell your dad to tape your your dad, open mic session. Dad,
0: you gotta tape the open mic session. You better.
1: <laughs> if you don't, I'm gonna he send knows. you something mean. I don't know. <laughs> we want to see it. All right.
2: All right awesome awesome and how can we how can our listeners find you on either youtube or
0: instagram all right let's see if i still got a really good memory with all this um <laughs> okay instagram look up la dot indian episode <laughs> two this is all watch get plus episode two 11 14 uh, just while i'm doing this there's episode 129 of not a bomb if you want to go listen to that uh your other appearances awesome 28 32 34 <laughs> and this episode will be 38 so all those on watch Good. that's excellent am I, am I the most featured guest
1: I believe so I think so I can't <laughs> think yeah I can't think of anybody else that's been on I as think much you were
2: the you. most frequented um, absolutely better better you're our, you're better. our gold star guest
0: better all right <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then your inst your Instagram for your band and YouTube.
0: Oh yeah. YouTube. Uh, static underscore earthquake. Wait, no, static earthquake underscore. Whoops. Um ugh, you hear that. And YouTube, just W-I-T-B for was it that bad? Excellent, excellent.
2: And obviously, listeners, if you have opinions. I'm sure you do about guardians of the galaxy and the fact that I am probably wrong about my take
1: on
0: this. No, you were not. There's no wrong opinions. (laughs) There is a wrong opinion. And I've heard all of them today.
1: I may, I may may pick on you, Jose, but it's out of love. We all, the beauty of art is that it's subjective.
2: Absolutely. I think, I think Landon feels that the, the one wrong thing,
1: the Mar- his, uh, his yeah, I, know. No, I know that's what he's sending. that's what i'm telling him to <laughs> <Captain Yes>. <laughs> so,
0: if you give me a whole podcast episode of me just complaining about miss marvel it would be it, the same as the oscars episode it's
1: gonna happen in november because yeah you're gonna come Marvel's. on and oh, yeah, we're no, gonna get to hear I'll, you complain. You guys need to
0: prepare for a three-hour episode minimum because <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> there's got to be one section completely of just masaki's complaints. That's going to last forever. (laughs) That could be a fun
1: segment, actually.
2: That might be. Um, All right. So if you guys want to reach out to us, you can certainly email us at WatchSkipPlus. Spell out all the words. no punctuation, at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Slide into our DMs if you feel. Additionally, since we're jettisoning the Message Me button on Anchor.fm, because it doesn't work, you can record a voice clip and then either send them to email it to us or go on any of our social medias and drop it in the dm um if you love us please please leave a review on whatever weapon pod of choice that you're listening to us on that actually fronts our show so that other people can find our show and more importantly we while we hope it's going to be five stars we would like to know what we can improve on or, or how we can do this better. So you keep coming back. And speaking of better, maybe not a great segue. Um, if you love us, we have a whole pod role of podcasts that you would absolutely love. And we are talking about our pod fathers, the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema and not a bomb as well as uh, you guys can't see this. He's pointing to his dad in the background. Uh, <laughs> Landon is, and um. Our our other podcast that we think you will love is the one, the only, one of the originals, Night of the Living podcast, Death by DVD, which recently opened its Patreon. Across the pond, we have the Raiders of the Podcast and Backlook Cinema Podcast with Alonzo. Actually, Troy, I think, just guested on an episode of, of theirs. Um, he looked like Dark Helmet in the picture, but it was not what they were reviewing. They were, Yeah, I they
1: were doing uh, Jackie Chan, I believe, Rumble in the Bronx. Yes, I haven't listened to and the rocks, episode
2: yet. Oh, I need to go listen to that. Yep, because Landon loves Rumble, Rumble in the Rocks. Uh,
1: that was my first Jackie Chan.
2: My first as Absolutely. As well. Also... VHS Files, Silva and Gold, Justin mentioned Cult of Muscle, check out his episode there, Feminine Critique, Married with Clickers, and our newest Podroll members, The Wild Dream Podcast, Dan- David and Daniel, who we love.
1: Yes, their Bow is Afraid episode was phenomenal.
2: Ah, I I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, now I, now I got to
1: get it in my ears. Am and then justin <laughs> well we hope that our show does not make you a complicated Mex a mess yeah. a, a mess or a max whichever <laughs> wow we hope that you don't fumble the finale of whatever show you do like i just did that you always listen you never skip and you remember that you are the plus
2: <laughs> i'm a max Mexipino. <laughs> uh, ex- <laughs> <laughs> oh man we take Mexy one Marvel. week off
1: and look what happens <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> you have a little cinemascist in not you? No twink He's bonds. A lot of sucking. It is a hoot and a half. It is so weird, and I don't know what its point is, but I love it. If you kill a child, I'm on board with your movie. Diamond Dallas Page, Cell Pi 5 is the real people's champion. Can I be your bratwurst? Please. Do you have a crush on him? That does not narrow it down. The answer is probably
2: yes. I am obsessed with Schrader. I want that man to marry me. Show me
1: that pale brown eye. (laughs) Bring me to your crypt, baby. Is nice, nice air. He has a very sweet ass, very cute butt. does. I want to see some dong. Not entirely successful. This is an excruciating experience. I understand that you are the blah, blah, blah. It's like a Tasmanian <laughs> devil. We hope that this is never a floppy list. And that we get you hard, hard watch, soft skin. One, skip.
0: Watch, skip, bluff.